Uh, th that's of farming so much. That's one of the more. That, that's one of my least favorite boss fights in the game. Because, and and here's the thing: it's not because there's a lot of spiders. It's because the spiders they hit you once and you die because they hit so hard. Yep, and that's exactly why. Like I've been getting so pissed. I was just like, all right, I just need to go back and farm or something because like this is like pissing me off. That's that's another boss I don't understand how people like struggled so much with it. Like, I think. Oh, this bitch. This no, no, bitch like right Walt. I think. Uh, <laughs> you remember? Yeah. You remember the guy I was telling you about who does like the, like the Souls boss rankings and stuff like that. He yeah. had he had fucking Leechmonger as his hardest boss in Dark. Souls. I think. I think. Yeah. Again, it's just, that, it's just funny. It's just funny how like you know people's like hardest boss can be other people's easiest boss and like vice versa. Here's the thing, man. Like for me, I, I, like, yeah, it's just it's just mostly it's mostly like to, with stupid chance with Rom because like you get to a point where you get like a really good opening and all of a sudden like a spider wants to headbutt you and then another wants to combo you <laughs> like and yeah. it happened to be so many times. I was just like, all right, I'm done now. Like I think I think for me, without a doubt, like both like the hardest and like the most satisfying boss to kill was uh, Martyr Ligorius. Like without a doubt, like he was. He was the one that, like, after I, I, I actually think I, I, like, uploaded the boss fight, like, on my, on my YouTube channel. You can hear me, like, fucking, like, freaking the fuck out. Like, that was, that was the one <laughs> boss fight that, that literally, like, like, made me jump out of my seat. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> you, know, like, you, you know, you know what, Sol? What? That boss fight? First try. Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I love about, about these games, man. Mm. That's amazing, and I think we can all agree. And Macho will get to that point. And I don't know. Did you beat the DLC, Soul? No, I didn't. Okay, then I'm the only sucker here that fucking defeated Cost. I need y'all to fucking fight Orphan of Cost. I'm ready for it, man. I'm I'm, I'm like level fifty five right now, so like by the time I get to the end game and into the DLC, I'll be oh. more than level eighty. Macho, real quick thing, if. Have you accessed the DLC yet? No, no, no. Okay. Yet. I mean, I bought it, but I haven't, like, actually touched it yet. When you get to the end of the main game, before you're going to know the... I mean, you know the end, right, German? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you enter, don't enter. Don't enter before you do the DLC. Unless you want to do it in New Game Plus. Because as soon as you beat German, it automatically puts you in New Game Plus. Oh, okay. It doesn't tell you, oh, you want to start Journey 2? No. It's the only game that, like, immediately, like, puts you into New Year Plus. Gotcha. Okay. 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 That's, that's good to keep in mind. Yeah. And have, have did you ever do Moon Presence? No. I don't think oh, so. Oh, man. You I, I mean, the last, time I, last time I played this game was uh, back, like, maybe 2017, maybe. Because Moon Presence is the secret, the true ending, the secret final boss. Wait, isn't that isn't that the? Or maybe confusing it because it's been like two years what? since I beat Bloodborne. But is the bad ending just straight up you fight German and that's it? The bad ending is you let yourself get killed by German. Um, uh, what's what's the ending when you basically like take over German's place? Isn't that the bad um, ending? No, that's like the good like quote-unquote ending because it's essentially it's the same shit like that nothing changed yeah like nothing you just took upon his role the, the bad ending is you get killed 
and you get sent back to reality from the nightmare. Uh, if you defeat him, that's just the normal ending. And then good ending is you get the umbilical cords, defeat Moon Presence, which is a great one, and then you become a great one. Um, and that's like the true, the the true ending. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I did not do that. Yeah, uh, Moon Presence. It's a pretty cool boss fight, and that that imagery of the Moon Presence. Uh, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, coming down from the sky, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucked up boss, but it's so beautiful, man. I love horror like that. It's so cool. Um, Basically, how, the how'd Eldritch. you feel about, um... Oh, God, what's what? her name? Uh, I forget her first name, but it's like a Daughter of the Abyss. Ebrietta? Yeah, yeah. She gave me so much trouble. Yeah, I remember I her remember... being really, really tough. She was, she is toughest because she's a great one as well. Yeah. Um, and she's optional um, as well, right? She is optional. Uh, and to get to her, you need to defeat another optional boss, which is the emissary. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. The, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> the easiest boss in the game. Yeah. Um, the celestial emissary. But Ebrieta, I had to figure out what, what she was weak to. And she's weak to the, the Kirk hammer. So she's the blunt weapon. Um, so I just upgraded that all the way. I defeated her with that. Still gave me a, a hard time because she has a lot of AOEs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I struggled with the Shadows of Yarnum for the longest time for some reason. Yeah. They... That one. That would actually be my first try. Nice. That one I remember was tough because like, Bloodborne was my first Souls game, so like, mm -hmm. that was that was the first time I ran into like my first <laughs> gank fight and yeah, three bosses at once. So. Yeah, that was my my first Souls game as well. Yeah, it was funny because I, I remember fighting Rom like when I first started playing this game, and I was like, man, this, this fight's like kind of pushover. Like it's pretty easy, you just avoid everything. And then, then like the second time over, I'm just like, dude, why is this thing kicking my ass? Like I'm getting mad now. Like all these damn spiders get on my face. I yeah. think it's we become <clears throat> fixated to a certain strategy. And we think we can win, and we keep doing it, and it's just insanity. It's just the definition of insanity. We we believe we're gonna beat this boss, actually, and now we need to change our tactics. That's what I needed to do with um, uh, Soul of Cinder when I fought him on my own. Uh, it, I, I once I got to the second phase, I I would always fall for the combo where he juggles you, and he does that combo in the air. And I needed to figure out, oh, how yeah. the fuck am I supposed to dodge that? Like, because he was so, so much range. Um, and his magic and his lightning, and oh my god. Uh, but eventually, I learned. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna maybe take the Kirk hammer or something and just go in. Because I've been using the chain whip and the uh, tinnitus, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. I've been using the tonitrus. So. Yeah, the lightning one? Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Oh. Pretty cool. Man. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going for different weapons this time around. So the threaded cane has just been my go-to because the whole Castlevania vibes and then the nice. nitrous I just got after leveling up uh, the stake driver because that thing is just so cool. Macho, let's like at least do a, like one area. I, I want to play Bloodborne with you. I really want to see, see you suffer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're a true friend. Oh, no problem. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm down to play the first area of the DLC with you. 
Okay. It, because I want to replay the fight with that the first boss of the DLC. Because I love it. Yeah, I'll let I you know once I get there. Today I'm going to, after this, I'm just mostly jumping on because of, uh, just to level up and kind of get some more blood vials, but after this I'm going to probably try and finish uh, the Legend of Heroes JRPG I've been playing. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very, I'm nice. very, very, very close to finishing, so I actually want to finish it off and then get to 14 because of new content. True. You never play that, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I, I got to give it some love. <laughs> <laughs> I got to treat all my abandoned stepchild some way. <laughs> got a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, we've been we've been we've been live, so. Oh come on, man. you gotta let us know this. Hey man, I, <laughs> I like... gotta tweet it out. Hey man, I got I got I gotta get the the natural conversation going, you know. I feel that. I feel that. All right, well, just listen back and just see if I sound like shit, and if everyone <laughs> else sounds good, <laughs> and then I'll just tweet it out. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, just play it back. It hasn't really been that long, so. We're good, we're good. Man, dude, we got like nothing to talk about this week. God damn, dude, he looks <laughs> he looks so fucking bad. You sound beautiful. Thanks, man. Um, You're welcome, man. Yo, Batman. Why is Batman so f goddamn big in this game, <laughs> bro? He's big always. What you mean? Is that <laughs> is that? Is that true? Like, what? Yeah, like, is he always just so fucking big? That Batman is. Yeah, not Damn, beyond. are you talking about me? Whoa. <laughs> hey, yo. What do you no, mean, like, I, cl uh... I, I clearly, I clearly said Batman. What? You, are you? Are you? Now that you're a little bit sick, are you? Have you become a little delusional, thinking you're Batman or something? What's going on? Um, I think Bruce Wayne has always been quite thick but like <laughs> why are you even talking about this but i think but i think uh what's the from beyond what's what's that batman thing it's uh, batman beyond fuck man there's so many goddamn people that guy is more more slim i just feel like bruce bruce Wayne has always been a, a, a chunky boy oh yeah look at him in the um uh, was it the long halloween and then the dark victory comics yeah. Any sort of panel, it's just him. The dude's like, he's <laughs> fucking ripped, dude. Like he's like, yeah, man, completely jacked. They they created a monster. This is Batman. There's moments where it's just borderline, like ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a. Uh, it's, it's it look. It looks really cool in, in the comic panels, though. Like just him just yeah, being yeah. like a brooding, absolute menace, and like just looking like a god. <laughs> like when he's like. About to he might as well be. Good. This man can. They, they very well establishes how absolutely overpowered Batman is. 
yeah yeah it's i don't know it's it's just it's just so funny because like, it's it's like i don't know it's a little jarring just like him compared to like everyone else it's yeah it's just kind of funny in, in this game specifically um oh my yeah, fucking man. god dude he, he belongs to the league of shadows man he, he trained his body to be a trucker oh my god they got like a fucking like baby solomon grundy here too like oh my god and remember, Talia doesn't take no skinny boys, so he had to bulk up. Yo, Talia, let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell you about her, man. Jeez. Bro. Right? Yeah, man. Jesus It's kind of crazy. You thought Catwoman was cool? Wait till hey, you yo, Talia. Nah. That's the thing, like, in the movies, it's like, that doesn't, they don't do Talia justice in that way. They're just like, oh, no, yeah, I'm Talia. It's like, okay, yeah, it's like, whatever. But in the video games, it's like, hey, yo, I'm Talia. And you're like, oh, yes, you are, you know? like crazy <clears throat> yeah yeah that's that's the one thing i remember about rise is that people didn't like how she was like portrayed or something like that yeah she was yeah she was kind of lame yeah uh -huh. i love the actress but yeah now mooch is kind of lame yeah um yeah. okay guys welcome to the 56th episode of the dual shock and sense podcast uh, I am your host, Soul, the connoisseur of anime waifus, joined as always by my two co-hosts. I got Walt here. How you doing, man? It is Walt, the manga maniac. I got a big haul the other day. I am happy. The title keeps reinvigorating me because I cannot stop the weakness in my life. I'm doing well, yo. A very dry week. A very uh, silent week. But we don't stop talking. We will make a conversation out of anything so stick around that's right uh i was gonna say that uh i i felt like a like a little i'm not gonna lie i felt like a little weeb yesterday because uh, i went to uh i went to the store and just like out of nowhere like this wasn't planned i, I was not planning this but mm -hmm. uh there was a like uzumaki shirt uh a pink Sir. like a pink uzumaki shirt it wasn't like one of those like lame like hot topic shirts that you get uh like this was this was uh this was a shirt at zoomies of all places uh so yeah i, I picked up i picked up the uzumaki shirt man and uh, i'm pretty excited to wear it uh yes, sir, represent <laughs> yeah so i felt like a like a weeb but uh it's it's whatever um anyway uh we got macho here as well how you doing man what's going on uh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. This week was kind of a roller coaster, man. Like uh, on Sunday, I got really far in uh, the Trails in the Sky uh, Legend of Heroes game I've been playing for the past couple months, <clears throat> and then I was like, "Yeah, I'll definitely finish it by like Monday or Tuesday." And the next thing, I just got rocked by it, the cold. So it was one of those colds too, where like you just feel like you just don't want to do anything because it's been having like some serious like headaches and stuff like that. So last thing I want to do is just look at a screen and read text. Um, so I just, I've kind of been getting over that sickness, man. And uh, as you could guys probably still hear my voice, I'm a little congested, but you best believe I was not going to miss this podcast for sure, man. This is going to be a wild ride. But um, doing good, man, doing good. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to remind everyone to please go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, again, as we try to grow out this little podcast. Um, without further ado, guys, let's talk about the, the games that we've been playing. Uh, Macho. Uh, yes, sir. Horizon Zero... Or, sorry. 
Horizon Forbidden West is a really good game. Hell yeah, it is. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I've I it, it feels like I'm finally like it took me a while, but it feels like I'm finally getting into into the flow of the game. Um, I met uh, Talana uh, the other day, yeah. uh, which she's still as great as ever. Um, but it feels like like in terms of like the kind of like gameplay loop of you know like upgrading your uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, there uh, like uh, little street cars or whatever this combat arena one of the uh guys i'm fighting got hit by it he like flew forward <laughs> um like the combat or not the combat loop but like the gameplay loop specifically of like upgrading your your weapons and your armor pieces or just armor in general and like finding the sort of like uh, the stuff in the in the game world to upgrade those certain things um i'm, I'm finally like getting into that loop now um of like finding the right uh you know machine parts and whatnot uh to, nice. to upgrade that stuff and uh yeah it's 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 as fun as as the first game man i'm I'm really really enjoying it um you know not that not to say that like i, I wasn't before or anything like that but yeah it just it just finally feels like i'm, I'm finally getting like back in the swing of things which is it's definitely exciting um, and it's not, it's not even like I'm, I'm like progressing in the main story. Like I'm just really just like, you know, again, like exploring my own leisure, um, just, uh, you know, kind of like checking things off on the, on the map, you know, going to like all the question marks and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great time. Yeah. You, and you said that you, I remember last time you said, you mentioned that, uh, <clears throat> you talked to Zoe, you said he knows about Zoe and you talked to Lana. How far are you in the actual story? Do you know like what mission you're on, like what it's called or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't know what it's called. Um, but I I, I just made it to uh, Plain Song, which oh okay, which is uh cool within itself because it's like a not like an entirely different environment, but at the same time it is a bit refreshing because I've played the game for like 24 hours, I want to say and uh basically 24 hours of like just desert looking environments right so because i've, I've yeah, just been in yeah i've just been in in the first area kind of uh so yeah it has been refreshing to be like a, in the plain song area where uh things are a little bit more like grassy and foresty uh so yeah that's that's yeah, been... you got you got so much more to even look at too because uh the the game story opens up so much just from just from that first like a uh, couple of areas in terms of like i would say variety of what you're looking at <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i'm definitely excited to to get more into it um and i'm it, yeah and again it's just it's it's cool that it's like it's not even like the main story that's hooking me or, or anything like that it's, it's really just like the exploration that's that's really getting me to keep going um, so I can't wait to get even deeper into the main story to see, like, how they plan to, like, hook me uh, with that. Um, right? It feels like when you're exploring in that world, it's like there's always something to find. And it feels like there's limitless things to find, it seems like. Until you look at your map and you're like, okay, there are things, like, I can check off here. But, like, even then, you're still finding some surprise every now and then, whether you come across, like, a new machine or anything like that you haven't seen before or, like, a new version or Apex version of it. And you're wondering if you should fight or not because you know it's probably gonna kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, 
God, fuck, man, <laughs> this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, Macho, what about you? What have you been playing? So since I've been um, sick for the better part of the week, um, I mentioned before, I didn't really want to look at text or look at kind of screens and kind of like really concentrate or else I'll get a big headache from just the, all the brightness and stuff like that. I've been really just wanted to have something that I could just delve into and just mindlessly go through. Um, but just still kill things and make progress, and that was uh, Bloodborne. So uh, for about a good part of Wednesday, maybe even like a Thursday, I think, I've been playing mostly Bloodborne and uh, just getting through that, getting through this replay and just kind of just remembering how to play and just getting adjusted to everything. And I'm actually going with uh, new um, weapons this time around as well because the first time I played Bloodborne, I mostly use the Hunter Axe and the Kirk Hammer just because it's just crazy good range and crazy crazy good damage, and I just love that about this game. Um, but I decided I want to go more the Castlevania route, so I'm using the Threaded Cane for most of the time. I'm loving it. I think it's really cool, and it's super powerful, too, once you start leveling it up, and uh, it's really good crowd control. And the other weapon I actually bought uh, is the Tenitris, which is the... Which is the... Uh, it's just like a was it? it's a close like it's like a hammer I guess you could say um, close quarters combat and then you the, the special action of it or the transformation is that you can turn it into a lightning weapon which is a lot of things in Bloodborne are pretty much weak to lightning and fire so it helps me out to have that weapon on handy all the time it's a really it's really fun I got through some of the optional bosses I'm getting through the Forbidden Forest and uh, I beat the uh, Shadows of Yarnum. And uh, the one I'm having trouble with is Rom, which we talked about earlier before. Just that one's kicking my ass because of the smaller spiders. And not gonna lie, the screen kind of gets really slow and jaggy when uh, when so much are on the screen, and I'm trying to get a Rom, and then all these other spiders are trying to attack me at the same time. So it's really annoying. But <laughs> I'm right now I'm just kind of farming so, uh, some blood echoes so I can just absolutely demolish him and just get over it. Yeah. I hate Rom so much. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's awesome i i i really i really more than ever it it feels like i i really want like or it feels like just it's the time is right for a bloodborne remaster i know we've been saying that for like yeah, the past sure. like five years <laughs> but uh, ask, ask joe <laughs> yeah it, it just feels like now more than ever like come on man like the, let, let, let's do this man what are we doing here <laughs> like come every on. every Every soul, even demon souls, like everything is here. Please, everything like, has been amped. Like, if we could get, like, if we could get a Bloodborne, you know, like facelift in the vein of Demon Souls PS5, Ooh. like, come on, man. And that's, I know, that's what I really want. That's, I, I, I stopped, I stopped wanting to wait because, man, <laughs> I'm, as much as I want that, I just want to replay the game so badly. So I'm doing it. I'm going through all the motions. There are certain points of it. Where I'm just like. Man, there's there's some remaster touches that can really help here. That actually yeah. maybe be like, okay, yeah, Elden Ring is definitely like the better game mechanically because it learned from all of its predecessors. Like the backtracking in Bloodborne is absolutely like annoying as hell. Um, there's some points of it I really like of it, but there's other spots where like obviously you can't really go anywhere until you level up a little bit more. So you kind of just relegate it to the same like uh, areas you've been to already and it gets yeah. pretty tiresome just going through it over and over and over and over again just to get more blood echoes yeah whereas in Elden Ring you're just that's really mitigated because you can just go anywhere so 
Yeah. I, I, I can say I can say for sure that Bloodborne is like my favorite game aesthetically because of the whole Victorian setting. But like when it comes to mechanically and how the game runs and how fun it is and just how engaging it all is, yeah, Elden Ring kind of takes a cake there. Yeah, and Bloodborne doesn't is the only game out of the FromSoft modern ones that doesn't allow you to travel from checkpoint to checkpoint. Um, yeah, yeah. That part is very go, annoying, too. You have to go into the Hunter's Dream, go into one of the slabs, and we'll go into one of the areas. And if that one isn't it, you have to go back into the Hunter's Dream and go back yep. to the... Dude, I, I did the exact same thing right before the podcast. Where I was like, I, I went to I went to go to the Great Bridge to start farming some uh, some blood vials. I accidentally clicked on another location, so I had to wait 30 seconds to transport to that location, go back to the Hunter's Dream, wait another 15 seconds, and then wait another 30 seconds to get back to the other place I've been wanting to get to for like the first time around. So yeah. like, so like, there's, there's a lot of like inconveniences that I wish like a remaster could definitely like like spruce up and make it like the definitive experience. But, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, right now it's just kind of just dealing with that. That's kind of like what's been really kind of turning me off from the game every now and then. So every time I get play it, play it for like a good three or four hours and then I'm good for like another couple of days because those little inconveniences definitely add up and are just like, all right, like I kind of want to play something else. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, again, like, I mean, even going back to Demon's Souls, right? Like there was a ton of stuff uh, in that original game that just wouldn't translate the best, uh, you know, over to like a modern era. So obviously Blue Point had to go in there and add things like, you know, omnirectional rolling and things like that to make it more right, modern. Right. So I could definitely see, you know, if they were to do like a facelift, uh, you know, something in the vein of, of, of those things that you guys were talking about to, to help make it a little bit more modern, I guess. Um, yeah, the, those, those, those teleportation that Walt mentioned where you just go from a lamp and teleport to any other <clears throat> area would be really, really helpful, especially like in the Forbidden Forest where like this is a huge expansive area, right? And there's only like really like two or three checkpoints that you get throughout the entire thing. And uh, it would really help if I just, if I wanted to farm more blood echoes just to go from one the end of one checkpoint to the beginning of that Forbidden Forest instead of going to Hunter's Dream and then the Forbidden Forest. Like, so yeah, so those those things like that, you know, just kind of annoying. But regardless, it's still a really fun game. I think the weapon transformation system is still like one of the most satisfying things ever. Yeah, it's just so cool just to kind of get like the Kirkhammer and have like a nice cool sword that you could slash around, but then you just put it onto your back and just uh, cling it onto the, the hammer that's on your back and just throw it over you. It's just it's super cool. I love the noise it makes. Like, kink, kink. It's, it's so, super cool, man. I love it. Yeah. How's it go? <laughs> kink, kink. <laughs> yeah, the, tra the transforming weapons are the best. It's awesome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, sure. Yeah. FromSoft really nailed it with their, their approach to weapons and and the, the, the quote-unquote like special feature that this game has is basically that, like the whole transformation and and essentially how it's all like transformations are not aesthetic only they have lore behind it like they have reasons why they become the things that they do you know like the tonight just uh, becoming lightning infused and where you find it and how it was made by the healing church or whatever like it, it it's so cool like everything is tied up so well um yeah, yeah it's just i guess the archaic designs that pulled it back a little bit from people because i know that I bet that a lot of people that bought Elden Ring and thought, oh, you know what? I think I'm ready to play the other ones. Didn't really research Bloodborne, 
before getting into it and probably just gave up. Not even. Yeah, this one's. De- I say this one's definitely hard in Elden Ring. That's for sure. Oh, hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. And let's be real. The only thing that can what they can like compare to Bloodborne is legitimately the fight with Millennia. Like that's the only Bloodborne esque fight in that game. And even oh, still, it's not more difficult than than the most difficult boss of, of Bloodborne. So, and to that point, I really like how Bloodborne is not the typical, you know, roll to the sides and dodge and whatnot. No, it's more of like a, like like you're dancing with your enemy, like you're skipping from side to side. Like it's more of a legitimately like a hunter. You do feel like a Belmont because you, you're always on your feet, you know. Yeah, I saw the the threaded cane and the whip there. I was like, oh, we're going Belmont right now because that's a, yeah, it's like how it feels. Oh yeah, man, love it. Um, yeah, man. So is that is that the game the main thing you've been playing? Uh, yeah, that and um, the Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky, that classic JRPG. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just on the final chapter of it, so I'll kind of save my thoughts for next week. I don't know what I really think about it, but overall, it's not like it's I'm, it's more of just a replay, just so I can start playing the rest of the series. So, but other than that, it's, it's a really good JRPG. Anybody who loves JRPGs, like it's a it's a game with a really great story and, and just great writing overall. Um, that was a that was a game that was on PSP, so a lot of its stake and all of its like uh, character and all that kind of good stuff about JRPGs was all in the writing. So, uh, really great translation by Exceed on that part. So. Um, yeah, that, that was a definitely recommended JRPG for anybody who's not like a fix like I am. That one's a really good one, so almost done with that. Nice. That's about it. Nice. Um, Walt, what about you, man? What's been going on this week? This week has been a bit slower than others in terms of gaming. Um, mainly because I, 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 I would, there was a friend that I was. Uh, I was meeting all week because he was leaving to another state, so he was moving out, and we were basically just hanging out all week and basically all, almost always out of the house. And my family came to visit, so I've been more out of fetching grass uh, than, than other days. But uh, the game that I put some hours into uh, has been Triangle Strategy. This week has been nice Triangle Strategy heavy, and I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I and really 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 enjoying that game um there was a, there was a moment where i was watching a cutscene a dialogue between between uh some characters and i found myself with well, my well higher up your volume a little bit because you sound a little low how about now keep talking and we keep talking. There you go. You sound way more clear there. Yeah. All right. Perfect. It's because he um, started singing. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's because why. You notice how he sounded mad clear when he started singing, right? Yeah. You know. Now, so um, <laughs> the there was a moment where I caught myself not realizing I was playing a game. For a moment, I thought I was just watching or like watching someone have a conversation because they, they were two characters basically your main character and there was one of the representatives of, of another nation or another uh, kingdom um and they were talking just 
political situations and like moves that they're going to do or delegations or whatever. And, and I just found myself just forgetting I was playing a video game. It was such a great moment. It was such a great conversation. Like this game has so many great like conversations between characters, motivations. You can really feel like the repercussions of how you act and how you respond to certain situations. Um, this is one character that I am, I, I am thinking, uh, is a problem because essentially everyone is always talking about how, like, never show your weakness, right? Always like prove yourself on the battlefield and whatnot. You you can't show weakness to your enemy. Um, even the 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 one of the more um, capable characters uh, that people really uh, praise and really look up to a lot. He's really humble and whatnot. And still, there's this one other character that she looks at him and she's like, "Yeah, I can take him." Like, uh, I, I am, I am, I feel intimidated <laughs> by certain like this like these characters are like fleshed out. Like, it feels legit. This this is like a JRPG through and through. Like, it, it feels like like this is a living, breathing world without the need of environmental design and like the rivers and whatever. Like, just with the motivations and the and the story and and the lore behind it, it's such a such an interesting game. Um, but yeah, I've been playing mostly Triangle Strategy. And on the PlayStation, what have I played on the PlayStation? I don't think I've played. I played Tiny Tina, but that was in the beginning of the week. I played a lot of Tiny Tina at the beginning of the week. Um, uh, the day uh, I have a group of friends that we do D and D every Monday, so I played Tiny Tina that day. And Monday was his D and D day <laughs> for me in that case. Um, man, that game, Ashley Birch, man, like, she's, she's hilarious. Like, she has so much fun. She, like, it, it's crazy how I can jump to Horizon and be completely serious and then go into Tiny Tina and have the laugh of my life. Like, it, it's amazing how, how much Who's she playing Tiny Tina? Tiny Tina. <laughs> oh, really? She's so sorry. I had no idea. I don't know. I haven't yeah, played yeah. Borderlands in years. So. Yeah, she's, she plays Tiny Tina, which is insane when you listen to Aloy. And the the, the complete difference of character. Um, That's actually hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, it's I love it. Um, <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> it, it, it's such a... It, it's mainly why I got the game, because of Tiny Tina. I mean, not I mean, it's Tiny Tina's Wonderland, but a lot of people play because, you know, it's a, it's a, another Borderlands or it's a D&D theme. But I met, my main thing was Tiny Tina, because she's just one of my favorite characters of the, of the series. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, having a blast with these games. Uh, games are fun. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying Triangle Strategy though, because uh, that one definitely hit a, a nice spot for me in terms of like that JRPG just really rushed me into like the JRPGs of old that I just I'm starting to get this itch for now. So yeah, dude, I'm mean, happy you're really liking it. These characters, bro, like they yeah they feel heavy. <laughs> they feel yeah, heavy. no, it gets it gets even better, honestly, just like where it all goes and. Where to, what does it really mean when, like, uh, these people really are coming across really dire circumstances and how they react to it? And I think it's yeah. like you don't really fault them for even thinking like that either. Um, mm -hmm. Even if it seems like a really bad decision or just a decision you really don't agree with, like, you understand where they're coming from. So it's it's not like Game of Thrones in that sense where, like, you have, like, these complete polar opposites, right? We have Cersei Lannister, who's, like, an actual 
mean person who just wants to hurt people. <laughs> a mean person, right? <laughs> Such a PG way of saying it. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want. I don't want to use any kind of kind of terms to describe her. She's horrible. She's absolutely horrible. But then, and, and Joffrey's like the, the other end, other end of the spectrum where he's just like completely like a, just a demon. Um, yeah. But in Triangle Strategy, you have like those people like that are good, but like at the same time they're making like a kind of a bad decision or trying to coerce you into a bad decision, and you're just like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know about that one. But things, you, you might have a point though. You might have a point. <laughs> you might, you might be right. It might fuck yeah. me up, but it, you might be right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so that's what I love about triangle strategy. I think uh, the more you get into it, the more you're gonna realize, like, oh man, like there's some definitely heavy here in the topics here. So, oh my god, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and and real quick, you know, before we we start like talking uh, about the topics, I want to say that not video game related, but something I did start this week uh, that started last uh, last Saturday. I want to say I think it's every Saturday. Uh, an anime called Spy Family, and let me tell you, man. This is Mappa, and it, it's it's a very wholesome, uh, funny show. Uh, it it only has one episode. I think it's every Saturday that's going to be coming out. But if anyone's interested, definitely check out Spy Family. Uh, there's action, there's comedy, there's wholesomeness. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna love it. I mean, I still got to catch up on a couple of movies. I need to watch Weathering with you. I need to watch Bel Air. I gotta watch a couple. So. Oh, dude. Which speaking of movies, real quick, like. You know what I got the the sudden urge to watch? Um, I've never watched them, and I, what I want to watch Blade Runner, both of them. I've never in my life seen Blade Runner, but yesterday I was listening to the Interstellar uh, soundtrack and a uh, score, and then I went to Inception, and then I just went to Blade Runner, and I was like, oh my god, I need to watch these movies. This sounds amazing. So I need to get to that, man. Nice. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking speaking movies, I saw the um, that movie that I was telling you guys about last week. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That movie yeah. is fucking fantastic, dude. It is absolutely really? incredible. Um, really? No, yeah. No cap. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, I was crying by the end of it. Uh, which probably oh, baby still was crying. Which was probably which was probably weird because like I it was one of those things where like uh, you know I didn't want to I I didn't want to see my friends I just wanted to go alone so I went I went there alone there was there was probably like like I'd say like probably like eight people there so like it, it was probably weird like <laughs> like looking over to a, to a man in his twenties showing up to a movie alone seeing him like wipe off his tears with his shirt. So. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, hey, that movie. Sir, sir, we need you to stop crying so loud, sir. <laughs> yeah, um, and Macho, I, I think this would be like a like a analogy that you'll sort of like, uh, uh, I guess like vibe with or whatever. Is that like the the way that it utilizes its like multiverses and and things like that? It's similar to like if you remember the OG Assassin's Creed games, like AC one to AC three, um their whole sort of like idea for those original games before they started annualizing them was uh desmond would sort of 
learn the the skills and the knowledge of his ancestors, Altair, Ezio, and Connor, and those skills would sort of like through the bleeding effect, he would like like essentially become like like Ezio. That's how you know in Assassin's Creed too. That's how Desmond is climbing like Ezio, and he's fighting like Ezio. It's because those skills and abilities are literally like bleeding through from Renaissance Italy into Desmond, and that's how he's learning all these things. Um, so if you could kind of picture that, that's sort of the same thing that's happening in, in this movie where all these different versions of this main character, um, all these different skills of her various versions of herself are sort of like bleeding into her main version and that's how she's learning all these different things. Um, I, I just thought it was a really, really cool thing of utilizing uh, the multiverse sort of idea. Um, so yeah, I, I really I really dug that that angle. Um, and then, yeah, just, just what the story actually ends up being about is like far deeper than, than I was anticipating. Um, it's really, really existential in, in the sense of like how like small or, or dealing with like how small and insignificant like our actions in this world or really in the universe really is. Um, but then at the end of the day, there's sort of like a, like a positive outlook on, on that as well, right? It's not all just like that negative sort of like, man, like we mean nothing in the grand scheme of, of the universe. Yeah, it's um, not nihilistic. Right, right. Like there's, there's, that's sort of like the main idea of, of this movie. But then, you know, sort of like the main resolution is like uh, thinking, viewing that a little bit more positively, I guess. Um, oh, but, cool. but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome movie. Um yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, the action, so the, trailer... the action is absolutely insane, dude. It's 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 like uh, Shang Chi levels of of cool, man. It's it's cool what? stuff. Really? Yeah, it's cool Damn. stuff. Um, oh wow, okay. That trailer yeah. really doesn't do it justice. Then, like, what what happened? Then? <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it or anything like that. But no, no, and it's rhetorical, so like, what happened with the trailer? Like, it, it it's insane yeah, that yeah, everything. Was... Kind of bad. Everything you're saying, I picked up on the trailer. The whole learning from each one and whatever. But like, I didn't think it would be like legit. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know what trailer uh, you're talking about, but um, the first one. I don't think I don't think I saw it. I don't think I saw it. Like that's that's the, that's the good thing. Like I didn't see anything about this movie until you know. And I'm sure you guys have seen it as well. Everyone on on Twitter is like freaking out about this movie. And it's saying yeah. that it's like one of the best movies that's come out in like the last like in in recent memory. You know, people people are like using yeah. like I I can't even call it like hyperbole when they talk about this movie because like yeah, it, it is that it's that damn good. Um, wow. And it, it and it does this cool thing where like you know it's ha like I just said like it's having these cool Shang Chi level. Uh, fight sequences but then like again it's utilizing the multiverse so it's like bouncing back and forth between like multiple you know versions of the character in the middle of these fights at the same right at the same time and yeah it's 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 just the coolest thing man um yeah and it, it all manages to be like absolutely hilarious but at the same time like uh super heartfelt and like serious um, yeah, it's just top to bottom, man. It's it's so good. And and Michelle Yo, I, I don't know how to say her last name. Um, yeah, but she she's awesome. Uh, she's she's like one of the lead roles in the uh, Witcher Blood Origin uh, spinoff. So now I'm like even more excited to see her in that. Um, 
so yeah man it's 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 fantastic go out and see it um it's yeah it's a really good time um, um which quick to that point though i finally this this week i watched the final season of last kingdom nice uh, dude and now i am dead inside because it's over for now <laughs> yeah te I, technically there's still there's a movie that's coming out yeah the seven kings must die or something yeah. uh movie and yep. i'm i'm interested in the books now <laughs> now i want to read your books yeah me too i read i read one of them um, I forget where in the timeline it exactly like fits, but uh, yeah, I read I read one of them, um, and yeah, it was pretty good. And the thing is that they're really short. Like the one that I have is only like a little over like two hundred pages. Like it's they're really oh, not wow. that, yeah they're really not that long. It's not that Game of Thrones thousand page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll take those too because those books are really good. Those are amazing. The second yeah. one, is like, oh, is it no? The third one, it's oof. oof. Oh yeah, page turner. Yeah, yeah. I remember throwing my book at one at one point because uh, <laughs> I was just so I was so I was so shocked with what happened. Let, yeah. Leave it to Macho to be throwing my book. That was I, can't yeah. I, I, I remember. That. I just remember reading it. It was a tournament. It was you guys all know the the tournament with uh, oh, yeah with Ober and all that stuff. And I read that wow. moment. I was like, oh my god! And I just threw my book. <laughs> I just weird. couldn't believe it. I was like, this dumbass. That was me with um. I was reading like the entire. I got I got to read the entire uh, Witcher series like at work, um. And I read the the final book, uh, The Lady of the Lake, uh, while like in the middle of my shift, and like <laughs> watch Macho, like you know, like what happens like at the end of the book, and and it's yeah. basically it's basically like a Rogue One situation. And I'm just like sitting in my in my cubicle, just like <laughs> like like crying, man. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, dude. Uh, so, yeah, Next cubicle over. Uh, that's that's a very, so very intense, very intense sequence. Uh, I'll say, very very intense. <laughs> this yeah. man so keep crying in public places, like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a I'm a I'm a man who's in with who's in in touch with his emotions. All right. Good uh, shit. <laughs> um speaking speaking of witcher i guess we can kind of like this is a small topic uh macho i don't know if you if you saw but uh the witcher season three has cast uh milva yeah we're getting closer baby we're and getting closer and correct me if i'm wrong but she's uh the i don't know her name but she's uh the the sister character from shang chi that's i have to look back at that actually i, I don't know yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really like recognize her as soon as I as soon as I saw that cast. I kind of just saw it briefly. I just saw that casting and the name. I was like, oh, we're getting there. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a I, look. But even then, that sister character from Shang Chi. That's that's a win, dude. She was my awesome favorite character in, in the in that in that movie. So yeah, uh, she was awesome. Yeah, if if it is truly her, like I I I saw that floating around, so I don't know how true that is. But um, uh, yeah, it it I I hope that is true. Uh, but regardless, yeah, it's it's awesome that Milva is in season three. I don't expect her to have too much of a role because uh, I don't I don't think, you know, the material that they're covering in in this season, you know, she's technically won't be in it too much probably in, until the end. But regardless, the fact that we are moving like we're getting slowly closer and closer to like the actual like quote unquote good stuff um, is is really exciting. The stuff with like the Hansa uh, Geralt's team. Yeah, it's her. Oh, it is her. It, uh, men, men. I'm gonna butcher this. Menger Zhang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah, she plays Xia Ling in in Shang Chi. Dope. Yeah, it's her. Yeah, I mean, we'll see because <laughs> you saw what they did to Eskel, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see. But regardless, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking excited. I'm, I'm really excited. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, yeah that's that's uh, that's that. Uh, so yeah, let's move into some of these topics. I feel like there was some some other like smaller piece of news that I wanted to bring up, but I forgot. So that means it probably wasn't that important. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, talk about uh, Kojima Productions and PlayStation. Um, yes, sir. So yeah, that one is. So I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I when <laughs> <laughs> when I sent. Uh, that tweet out to you guys. Uh, I, I forgot what time it was, but it was it was late. You know, I, I had just finished work. Uh, you know, I may <laughs> comes the excuses. <laughs> I may I may have been a little a little delirious <laughs> during that time. Um, but no, so like it's funny. Like I so I was just like scrolling through my phone, um, and then like I see Kojima, and, and it was in Japanese too. So I didn't even like translate the tweet or anything like that. But I saw. Him tweet about uh, a banner with PlayStation Studios. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so I sent it out immediately to you guys. And then the moment that I knew nothing was happening was when I was like, I, I continued scrolling up and no one was talking about <laughs> was talking about it. So I was like, oh, okay, never mind. It's nothing. But uh, regardless, what what do you guys, <laughs> what was your guys' uh, sort of like thoughts about this this? whole thing that ended up being nothing and then kojima immediately coming out and having to clarify really weird like what kind of timing is that i don't know it's weird though because like uh because under i think death stranding itself is like a playstation ip so that's probably one of the reasons why he treated out that banner i don't know it was something weird it's something weird to tweet out just because like i i don't i guess he doesn't really follow twitter trend twitter trends like that but still it's like uh it was, it was kind of out of nowhere. So well, the thing the thing that prompted the tweet in the first place was uh, so PlayStation is like I think like their uh, main website, their homepage or whatever. Uh, they updated their uh, you know on the PlayStation Studios section. They updated the banner that's on that uh, that that tab or whatever. Um, so you know it's it's the banner that has you know like Ellie Kratos uh Aloy, you know, all the the PlayStation like main characters. Astrobot, Astro, yeah, Astro okay. yeah, dumbass up there as well. Uh <laughs> they got Deacon St. John up there as well, right? Uh they got all all those characters. <laughs> Mr. Eight Million. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh so yeah, so they uh they previously they did not have uh Death Stranding represented in that banner. Uh so they updated it not only did they put you know Death Stranding in there? But they also updated uh, what's his name? They they actually changed uh, the, the Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn and they put the Forbidden West uh, Aloy up there, and then they changed the MLB uh, character from 2021 to this year's cover athlete. Uh, so yeah, it was just them updating the banner. Uh, they put Death Stranding up there, like you like you said, Macho, because it's a PlayStation IP. But also, I think it's because specifically representing uh, Sony X Dev. Uh, so they put, you know, Death Stranding up there to kind of represent that team. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. So in, in terms of timing, I think that's, that's why, you know, Kojima noticed that, you know, that Death Stranding was up there. So he was just like, oh, cool. Let me, let me post that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so not and, knowing. And, and the races were off. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not obviously not knowing the, the sort of like the, the, the chaos that would ensue. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah it's him. We're just trying to clarify, like, no, 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 we're saying independent. That's yeah, that's, that's a given. I'm just like, that's oh, a... okay. So they probably the thing is him saying that they probably had that conversation. He's like, nope, <laughs> and not mm-hmm. not gonna happen uh, a second time around with especially not with again. Konami and all that stuff. Which I don't yeah. I don't blame him because like. <clears throat> He, you know, we assume that he is working on like an Xbox project, and then we also assume that he is working on Death Stranding 2 based off of what Norman Rita said. Uh, yeah. so like, yeah, why, like, I, I feel like he, he's, you know, he's doing whatever he wants right now, so like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't blame him at all for, for wanting to be independent for sure. Nope, and good on him for clarifying because you really need. It was gonna be a full circus if he didn't clarify. It was gonna, it was gonna be entertaining. Yeah, but... especially with like all like the rumors of him like moving to a new building and moving possibly so closer to Sony HQ. Like, oh, so, so. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no names, one. but uh, there was someone who was really championing that. Hey um... man, uh, that's definitely me. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is about to be it. <laughs> oh, be we it. made it. <laughs> the Xbox, the Xbox game is about to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So yeah, that's 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 that. It, it was it yeah. was still it, it gave it was a it was a nice like little twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> the heart yeah. attack that it gave me, man. For whom? Yeah, I was like, for whom? Yeah, for me, yeah. man. For me. That was I a was good like, minute. I was like, oh shit. I was, I was like that, that Mr. Krabs meme. The room was spinning, man. I had to, I had to hold on to the, to the kitchen counter to hold myself up. Uh, yeah, things were, things were crazy, man. But um, this man, this yeah. man had a whole Breaking Bad episode where Hank is just like <laughs> Hank is trying to get to his house and he keeps like stumbling and stumbling. Or or what's? It, I I absolutely love this meme. I don't know like what's the context for it, but. That one scene in Breaking Bad where Hank just like <laughs> he just like falls on his knees and his mouth is just like wide open and then he just like <laughs> like falls over like I I don't know yeah I don't know what's the context for it but yeah I, yeah, I love yeah. that I know the so one you mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like out in the desert or whatever I think he's like handcuffed or something yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that reminds me like like to that meme specifically there was there was this one that I saw like a long time ago. That it was like uh, Mass Effect fans when they find out they can't, they can't fuck the aliens or something like that, and it's, and it's literally it's it's that it's that video of Hank like falling on his knees with his mouth open like in disbelief. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, man. So, yeah. so I guess I guess that's pretty much it for Kojima. And I guess did you guys also see, um, you know, uh, good old good old Jeff Grubb, uh, friend of the show, Jeff Grubb. Uh, <laughs> Uh, him, him saying that uh, that PlayStation's like next acquisition or whatever is bigger than Kojima Productions. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know if you guys saw oh, that boy. as well. I, no, I saw people speculate. Like, like I just saw a whole thread of people like talking. Oh, it could be the studio. Oh, it could be that. Yeah, oh, who, be... who's bigger than Kojima Productions? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's like there's definitely a bunch of outliers. There, but there's like, a there's a shit. bigger. A I mean, plethora of them. I mean, I would. Yeah. I would think, and this is I'm, just, you know, this is, this is just me speaking, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. want them to do a publisher. But obviously, a publisher would be far bigger than Kojima Productions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, the biggest one I saw being thrown around a lot by, by trust me, bros, is um, 
<laughs> is Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we don't we don't need to talk about the trust me bros. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's, they're, they're, let's... they're going on in droves, man. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, let's not let's not give them let's not give them any time in, in the spotlight. But um, but in terms of like like independent developers, like from would be the other obvious one in terms of like bigger than Kojima Productions. Um. But yeah, I mean, who... I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the the one everybody kind of, you know, everyone wants to speculate around is, uh, you know, FromSoft being taken from their parent company, yeah, and yeah. being under the Sony banner. But that's gonna be near impossible. Probably not gonna happen ever. So I mean, I I don't think it's too impossible, man. It could happen. I don't know, especially after Elden Ring, that thing sold like twelve million in three days. There's no way that parent company's gonna be like, yeah, we can let you have it. Shit, I mean, I would say I would say the same thing. I I feel like it's as good as time, as good a time as ever. Now, I mean, it's almost maybe not a one to one comparison, but look at Spider Man uh, with Insomniac. That was by far their most successful game. You would think the price would be would never have been higher, you know, for Insomniac at that point with releasing that game. And you know, I, I mean, with an ex- a successful game like that, why would you sell? Uh, why would Insomniac sell right after? Because like you know, I I would imagine at that point after releasing Spider Man, like they will would never have been in more demand than they were at that point, and you know they they still sold. So um, yeah, yeah, true, very yeah. true. Um, oh okay, I think this was the the other topic I wanted to bring up. So uh, so yeah, that's that's it for for Kojima. Uh, you know, not joining places studios. Uh, so <laughs> everyone, everyone that was that that uh, has been speculating about this, y'all can y'all can shut up for now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, acquisitions, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the whole uh, WB and uh, Discovery merger. Yes, uh, you finally, yeah. yeah, finally got it got finalized. Uh, and then I I don't know what was the whole quote, but they were. Discovery has big ambitions for WB, saying essentially that like, hey, characters like Superman has really been underutilized, and and whatnot. Uh, they also, <laughs> what did they say, Macho? That they wanted like a Kevin Feige like uh, uh, figure. Yeah. Over yeah. there, right? Yeah. A Kevin Feige like leader. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what? Which what is you, telling. It's very telling. I mean, shit. They very. That's that's my biggest thing with DC, man. Is or I guess like the DC of old. Is that like they just they they wanted to rush these things? They didn't want to do all the work that clearly you know for all the shit that I give Marvel. Like obviously they worked to get to the point of something like an Avengers. You know they mm-hmm. set up you know all these individual films before they got to that point. DC was just like no like let's just let's just start right you know immediately at <laughs> our Avengers without the build up right and it's just like you can't you can't do that man. Um, so so yeah, what what do you guys are you guys excited for for you know this this uh, I guess new leadership coming in uh, for DC? Do you guys think it will help them? Uh, what what's sort of your I, I I guess like overall thoughts on on this? Are you guys positive about it or what? I started to see how uh, prior to this new leadership, how I think DC strengths lie in their in like a solo more solo uh like concentrated movies not so much their like universe shared yeah. uh because even they said that they wanted you know. more things like joker right uh yeah yeah exactly and and to that point like even even if they do a wonder woman or they do a batman don't do don't try to do a dce 
don't try to do a, a DCEU uh, like type thing rushed. And if you are, like, take your time. If this Batman is going to be a part of, of a future universe or if uh, whatever, you know, next big superhero, the next Aquaman, if this will eventually turn out to be uh, a part of a bigger, bigger thing, then by all means. But the Joker, the Batman, uh, we see how excellent they're doing uh, with the new leadership i just hope that it's further reinforced where their strengths are uh and they look for ways of actually harvesting what they do have because they have something great uh i still think that dc's strengths uh, most of them lie also in their animated department like more into what because yeah. I, I do think animated dc movies and shows are beyond whatever marvel has done uh, 100%, yeah. But uh, I, I would like them to invest more into that uh, or just do live action. Uh, it's fair. It's, you know, it's due to respect. Because I think Titans also did relatively well. Like, people, yeah. at the beginning, it was, like, received oddly. Oddly, like, mixed. But then it actually turned into, like, a memorable show, I think. Like, people, like, regard it as, like, a, like a legitimate good show like i think i think oh. to to that point like yeah their animated stuff is generally really good but i also think that just like from what i've heard that their uh live action uh dc shows as well are like are also like they're like people i think like them <laughs> so yeah, yeah, gen- I mean, yeah generally they, they, they yeah they, i think they're off to a rocky start and then they gotten better but there's, there's still some like notable ones in there like um I know Gotham's kind of like looked at it kind of a mixed bag, but I know it ended mm. up pretty favorably, especially having like a really good like a precursor Joker to Batman. Yeah, and, um, I think Pennyworth was actually a pretty good show from what I've heard from people. Yeah, and I mean the Flash and and yeah, Arrow and Arrow are still like one of the most like revered shows ever, even as as mixed as they are. But it's because their audience is so massive. Were you talking about Grant Gustin and then uh, the other Arrow show? Is that you talking? Uh, about? Yeah, because they because oh, these man. are D- DC like uh like big names, you know, Flash and Stephen Amell. Uh, yeah, yeah, Arrow. Uh, which, if you ask anyone, right now it's super mixed, but it's one of their most popular uh properties and shows. Same yeah, with sure. uh uh Legends of Tomorrow, I think is that yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Legends yep. of Tomorrow. There's the Superman Lois Lane. There's another one. There. Yeah, uh, uh, Smallville is it? Yeah, that yeah, that was a yeah, that's, that's an old one, but yeah, that one yeah. that was really so, popular too. So so they, they they have they have it. It's just that I think it's it's how you mentioned like there was a period where they tried to imitate Marvel a bit too much. Uh and if they're looking for Kevin Feige like leadership, uh does that speak to where they can find someone that can carve this path to the point where they can reach a Justice League and have the whole world going crazy or simply someone that thinks outside of the box you know uh because right now look at marvel they have like a this whole roadmap to the point where there's a fantastic four years and years in the future and it's it but it's there it's already in the works like it's already being talked about and whatnot so i don't know how how far dc thinks about in terms of their their properties but uh am i excited no but it's a positive note for sure it's the same it's the same issue that star wars had they clearly had no plan. They didn't roadmap anything with the the new the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's why 
<laughs> that's why Last Jedi feels <laughs> disconnected from Force Awakens and why Rise of Skywalker feels disconnected from The Last Jedi. A hundred percent. So a hundred percent. And even even the Force Awakens, like that, that I really like the Force Awakens, um, but that yeah. that still felt like a, so different from the, the last two. It's yeah, but because Force Awakens is quite literally just a New Hope. It, yeah. it, it 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 it's a modern New Hope, but then we get to the whole Ryan Johnson, and then it's uh, a different director, and then everything just and again, maybe the movies. I I. I personally i don't think the movies are horrible i like each movie individually but the, the star wars clones. attack of the clones the, sucks the the star wars fandom <laughs> is very passionate <laughs> so it, it it was like inescapable and i think with dc is the same thing like the dc fandom is like quite quite passionate and <laughs> that's like how corporate would talk. They're very passionate, and we appreciate their feedback. It's like, no, you just got roasted. You're basically, it's what you're saying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, good things, man. Uh, if they a change is good, change is good. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. and this change, I think it's it's warranted. I think it, it, DC does need a little bit of an overhaul in in terms of how they think about their future properties, and because um, so far they're doing what with Joker and Batman, they're they're. You know they're starting off on the right foot with that. Yeah, yeah. See that, and that's the thing too. But like the, the their past has been super, super rocky, and even stuff like I've been like, oh my god, I don't, even, I don't, I don't even want to sit through a theater and watch this. And I was <laughs> actually Batman vs Superman. Like I was so excited oh, wow. for that movie, and I was so bored until like the last like half hour or so. Um, but then like there's other recent movies that they pushed out that. And even some of the the animated stuff too, just like they've been really like killing. Dude, it. Justice League Dark, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. E- even 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 Zack Snyder's cut the Justice League. That even that movie, I actually actually <laughs> liked. I thought it was really good. It was it was enjoyable and it, it was fun. Um, but yeah, just it, it's nice that they're probably gonna finally get like this whole new direction with now with this acquisition in place. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do. But because uh, from DC fandom from uh, I think it was last year. They already had some stuff in the pipeline. And I was really excited, like the like uh, re, not the reinvention, but more just kind of like the revitalization of a Batman animated series with mm. um, the creators from the original Batman animated series in the '90s coming back to do it. And then you obviously have the games, so I'm really looking forward to see what they do in that front too, because uh, everybody's been kind of like wondering what a Superman game will look like, and I think it, they've been kind of like half-assing it and whether they really want to do it or not. But I. I think the reception of the Wonder Woman game will probably really steer clear of like what will be like a Superman game. So. Oh yeah, I forgot that that was the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it WB? Um, the guys that did the Shadow Mortar stuff. Uh, yeah, Nemesis yeah. steps, and and the, they're yeah. bringing back the Nemesis system, I think. Order. Yeah, so we'll see how that turns out. I think um, once we get a good glimpse of Wonder Woman, then we can that could probably set the blueprint for what a good Superman game could be. So, absolutely. Which is that's another thing. They're games like DC games. I think that DC. Yeah. I mean, aside from Marvel, you know, but that's Insomniac with Spider Man, uh, and now Wolverine. I think that DC's like uh, video game history is a bit more notable in some regards uh, than some of the Marvel ones and modern, modern Marvel ones. Uh, I do think. Yeah, that... I mean, I, I'll only find you that one because of Marvel's Capcom. That, that yeah, game is yeah, super iconic. And that's and that's the thing, right? But it, it, you need, uh, you can't just do a Marvel. 
you have to do Marvel versus Capcom. You have to do like something notable where it can stand on its own two legs. But something only Marvel, but lately we've only seen Spider Man do that. And some of the older That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Because anything aside from the new Spider Man's have been movie tie ins, like the amazing Spider Man game, um and like the old Spider Man games. Uh, which not to roast on them, because I do enjoy the Spider Man two game. That's like one of my favorite, like old superhero games. Hey, and and, and Web of Shadows is a good Spider Man game as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what's the dimensions one? Um, Mary Jane, Mary Jane with a shotgun. <laughs> oh god! And wasn't she? Wasn't her arm in a cast as well too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dope, man. She um, was cool in that game. And was the the one with the four Spider Men? What's that? The uh, oh, uh, Shattered Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions. Really yeah, one that yeah. one's also fantastic. Uh, yeah, but you know, I I think. With with the Arkham uh, tr- uh, series, with Gotham Knights now, Suicide Squad, with the Wonder Woman game, uh, there's like heavy hitters that can be born out of these, but it really comes down to how they're executed. At the end of the day, that's like with anything. Yeah, I mean, then, and and that's the case. Then Injustice Three is just is definitely right around the corner. It's gonna get oh, all the money that sure. you can get for to to really bring that to you know better than what it was for the first two. Which the first two are amazing. I love Injustice, but Injustice mm-hmm. Three is definitely going to be, it's, it's going to get that that full full budget now. <laughs> oh, dude, and make it M, man. Like make it just pure Mortal Kombat goodness. Like make it where oh, Superman pretty cool. Yeah, Superman rips someone apart like from half, like or something. Like I don't know. Just just absolutely just flies through them and <laughs> makes them burst. Yeah, man. Make <laughs> the boys Christ. the ba- bo- the boys the game. Like ma- just make it <laughs> where these superheroes are just out for blood. <laughs> That would be, be pretty cool. That'd be sick, man. Can yeah, you imagine, like, cool. like, like a like a, a, a damn? They already have Joker in in Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, just do that, but with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what you macho? So you like you seem like it's it's more of a positive thing with this whole thing, or? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, they already outlined you know what the problems that they had and what they need, they what they need to do to fix them. I think having a Kevin Feige lead is definitely. The way to go. Whoever, whoever they're going to choose is obviously going to be notable. Has been working on DC stuff already, so um, I'm forgetting the name, but uh, I want to say Jeff Loeb, maybe. I don't know. I'm forgetting the names right now, but there's a couple of notable people that have been working on DC movies for the longest time that that would be really good fits as like a narrative, like or at least like a a studio lead as far as where they're going to go and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just hope it means that they're keeping all their projects that they have right now. Um, minus the Flash because Ezra Miller's kind of <laughs> yeah gone. I, 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 want, I, I don't want to see him in anything to be honest with you, um, yeah. especially with DC. So, but I hope they keep the Blue Beetle. I hope they keep um, <laughs> the Wonder Woman <laughs> movie. Maybe I don't know if <laughs> if they want to change that one up. I, I wouldn't be mad. I'll just say I, that. I, I, I don't. I I do enjoy Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but the movies. Uh, the second one was not good. I did not like it at all. It, it's mixed. <laughs> it's mixed for sure. <laughs> I don't like it at all. But like, I hope they keep Blue Beetle because they have my they have my guy um, Joro uh, Maraduena. I think his name is. He's from Karate Kid. Um, he's actually playing uh, the Blue Beetle in that movie, so it's I, I want to see him in that. Uh, and there's a couple other ones too that they have in the pipeline. Aquaman, obviously. So. I love Jason Momoa's Aquaman, so I hope they keep a couple of things in there, but if they do want to kind of restart it or kind of revitalize it, it'll be yeah. tough to kind of really sell and, that. 
to everybody. And if the gods are ever, ever so willing, uh, man, Henry, bring Henry back, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I'll that's love Superman. to have Marvel back, yeah. Th- th- there is, I, I stand by the fact that there is no better Superman. Like, the, the this man is Superman, in real life as well. Only that he builds PCs, so he's a cool Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him, man, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about you, Saul? How you feel? You feel good? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, obviously, like we got to we got to see how this pans out. Um, they're saying all the right things, but yeah, for right mm-hmm. now, yeah, it's it's definitely waiting to see. Um, I would love to see like what is because I would imagine the stuff that are in the works right now, like it's not like, um. <sighs> How do I say this? Like, it's it's not like their like I, I want to see like what is their like first like the first project that's totally under you know this new leadership because like the things right now have been made with like the old leadership in mind I would imagine. Um, so yeah, like what is what is going to be like now that Discovery is is here? Like, what is their first like full fledged project that's underneath this sort of like new regime or whatever? Um, so yeah, that that I feel like is is sort of like the the I guess like the test or like the the point that we can kind of look at this critically and look if and and see know whether or not this is a success or not. Um, that that first project, but um, yeah, True. regardless, they're they're saying the right things, so we shall see. Um, For sure. But um, yeah, so that is that. Um, okay, Macho, this is. This is yes, your sir. This is your time to yes, shine. Sir. So go ahead, go oh, ahead, and 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 wait. Take, well, let, let me let me set up the, the stage really quickly. So uh, so obviously, uh, this Hearts mistake. Ha- <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I thought you said let me set up this mistake. Oh no, no, no. Um, I I got a lot of smoke for Kenny Hearts, but we're we're not starting the, we're not starting this early. We're not starting this early. That's uh, right. Put put your pipe away. <laughs> um but uh yeah so uh what what day did this happen sunday sunday okay so april, april 10th which is also the second anniversary of final Fantasy VII remake and what time macho <laughs> right uh, <laughs> 7 a.m <laughs> this man this man wrote it down and everything the most important day in his life um <laughs> 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 uh, so so yeah on sunday uh i mean i would i surely wasn't expecting this but maybe kingdom hearts fans were but yeah on on, on sunday for the kingdom hearts 20th anniversary uh, they announced that uh, Kingdom. They, I mean, they dropped a pretty lengthy, substantial Kingdom Hearts four uh, announcement trailer. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, Macho, go ahead and, and, and take it away. Why, thank you, good sir. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the time to the King of Kingdom Hearts. I'll save this one. The King of Kingdom Hearts is here, baby. Uh, yeah. So that, as you said before, the 20th anniversary was held on Sunday. So um, this was this was like a closed off to media and no one's allowed to tweet during the entire presentation either so it was really like a, a battle of wits for some people that are either staying up the entire night or actually just going to sleep and waking up like normal people so i was on the i was on the ladder <laughs> i wanted to sleep like a normal person woke up early and then i just went down on twitter i saw all the news and man i i i, I went on twitter first i initially just i just woke up getting the crust out of my eyes i was a good sleep that night because I knew I was going to get some Kingdom Hearts news. And I go scroll my timeline, and I saw Nibble uh, tweet out Kingdom Hearts 4 announcement trailer. I was like, oh, to, it's to, on. To that point, like, it's it's so funny. Like, I was, 
uh, like I wasn't like like in the the timeline per se, but I was just like on the trending like section, and I saw yeah. Kingdom Hearts Four, and I I thought it was fake because like I had I had no like there. Like to me, obviously not being a fan or anything like like that, there was no like like build up to this. Like I, I like it wasn't something that I, that I knew was was going to happen. So like I saw Kingdom Hearts Four trending on the t- on the on the trending section. I was like, this can't be real. Like what? They just they just they just <laughs> dropped it. Like what? Uh, so then yeah, I clicked I clicked on the, on the thing and and actually IGN was the first one that I saw uh, posted like the like breaking news like Kingdom Hearts Four is. Is like that was that was my introduction <laughs> to to the news being broken or whatever, and I thought it was like an IGN like fake account. Like I I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're talking like me. What's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> what kind of alternate reality is this? Because it feels it feels like such a like like the like I mean you you know better than anyone. Like these things like they don't happen like all the time. It feels like like a once in a generation thing where we get like a a kingdom like a made like a mainline you know Kingdom Hearts you know uh uh you know game or like i don't know like a, a you know fi- final fantasy 16 or final fantasy 15 like these things don't happen all right. the time so like seeing it just like announced on a sunday like i forget if it was like sunday <laughs> night or sunday morning or whatever but regardless seeing it on a, on a sunday i was just like I, I couldn't believe it yeah man it's it's I, you're totally right that's the thing because uh it is kind of like a once in a generation thing that's because of square's past of just releasing games so far out and just announcing them and we talked about this like a couple weeks ago before too where we're like is it too early to announce this thing and the reason why it caught everybody everybody by surprise this past sunday was because square even said before that uh that after this announcement that they wanted to get the word out about kingdom Hearts 4 before it even leaked which it kind of already did because of the nvidia leaks oh right so everybody was kind of like going off right this was announced this was announced all right so this this leak this is probably real so when Kingdom Hearts 4 is announced, everybody's like, oh, that means Final Fantasy IX Remake is probably real. And Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered is definitely real. So that's why Square really wanted to get ahead of the curve. And instead of being like, yeah, it's, you know, you know Jeff Grubb be like, yeah, it's real or whatever, you know? Right. They wanted to really announce it themselves. So I think this is the best call, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, in any case of that, of that factor, uh, it is an early development. So... It is a case in point of like it's it is a game that was worked on on Unreal Engine four and is being ported to Unreal Engine five currently, so we won't be seeing this game till like my guess like twenty twenty five at at the very least you know mm, okay. maybe late twenty twenty five so um, in any case we still have a long ways to wait but regardless I think the fact that it is coming the speculation is in the air and people are just guessing like what could be in there or taking apart the trailer so it's very very exciting but. To kind of like touch on that seven-minute trailer, um, really quickly. A part, the big, uh, a big, like, uh, not big part, like a small part of it. The, the first two minutes or so was on Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key Dark Road, which is the final chapter to uh, Master Xehanort's like um, origin, so to speak. It's more like detailing his past and kind of like his legacy with his Keyblade and what that really means uh, for the end of like his Dark Seeker saga, which ended with Kingdom Hearts three. And then the other announcement that you got in that trailer was Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which is another mobile game, but it looks a fashion more from Kingdom Hearts 3's combat, so it looks to be a lot more fun than just like the whole like uh, Unchained Key stuff we got before, which is cards that you got and you just kind of flick the, the screen and everything. But it, this looks like a lot more fun where you have more of a character statue deck building sort of 
thing where you call out different character statues, so like a Klaus, Strife, or Sora, or Riku, or something like that, and your character does certain actions on the screen. Um, and it said before that in the interview that this is going to be most mostly it's going to have the Pokemon Go effect, where it's going to be based on where you're located at, where you could attack certain Heartless and stuff like that. So it has more of that social aspect, more of the multiplayer sort of twist to it. That it looks pretty good. As far as the story, I can't really tell you where it's going, man. Uh, I think it's going to focus more on Scala at Kylum, which is what they call like the nexus of all worlds, which is uh, basically kind of the um, home and training spot for really uh, prominent Keyblade wielders. So what that's really going to tie into with Kingdom Hearts 4, I'm not really sure. I have to do my YouTube searching. I have to do like all that because the, the mobile games definitely have a lot of really important story points in them. It's, it's, a, it's still a pain point for Kingdom Hearts where the story itself is not really super complicated to understand once you actually get like the ropes of it the only convoluted part is the fact that they split it up into multiple games across different platforms that's really the, the biggest problem of it but regardless um yeah that, that that was a really that was a really cool announcement just to kind of get like another mobile game in there that we're going to get pretty soon and we're at debate it says actually going to be in uh i think august 2022 was saying but to the main event, fellas. Kingdom Hearts 4. This was a beauty. I was I was in bed watching this trailer and I was freaking out, dude. Were you, were I was you, just like, were you oh crying? My were you crying? God. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little bit, because the music was hitting, bro. So for anyone that really like kind of is listening to this podcast and wants like a kind of like a recap on like a, a good trailer analysis, definitely check out the YouTuber, The Gamers Joint. He has like a 30, 40 minute trailer analysis that really breaks down kind of uh, the leading up events to Kingdom Hearts 4 that made me really get on board of where he was going and like his theories and stuff like that. So definitely check out The Gamers Joint, uh, his trailer analysis if you want to go and do that. So but regardless, um, the, the trailer starts off, man. It, I feel like it was speaking to me so Oh, like 100 percent speaking to me because the narrator was saying if this isn't the ending you desired if it brings you despair then leave this world for another your options are endless basically oh, Nomura tell me look i know you didn't like kingdom Hearts 3's ending that much i know that go and play other games <laughs> and i did <laughs> and i did i played Fami's 14 heart was fulled <laughs> oh, I, I was playing some other games and then we were good right um, and then the other quote that was in that trailer was, the heart resides within the soul, which in turn is guided by fate to its rightful place. The choice is yours once more. Basically, Nomura telling me, look, bitch, you're coming back to Kingdom Hearts and you're going to be excited anyways. Oh, <laughs> now, <laughs> I feel like I'm being recruited to a cult. <laughs> 100%. He was speaking to all those fans that just weren't really happy about Kingdom Hearts 3's ending. But regardless, we're here and we're excited. Uh, we got a new look at Sora in this new world called Quadratum, which, um, following Kingdom Hearts lore, it falls into this world. It's, it's essentially kind of like a fictional world in the Kingdom Hearts universe. So similar to how, uh, I guess, what I can say. Uh, it's not really like a multiverse, so to speak. It's more of like like in the universe and galaxies, how the, we are in our own universe, and then we know there's other universes out there. It's the same thing with Kingdom Hearts, where like you have the realm of kingdom hearts where there's this disney worlds and there's Sora and riku and all that kind of stuff and then you have like the realm of light and the realm of darkness 
Quadrado falls in this realm of fiction where like this this place doesn't really exist, but it's um but to other people in that world obviously it's it's real to them so it's but it's still like a world of fiction, and it's it's like vice versa. Those people think that the world of Kingdom Hearts is fiction, and then Sora thinks that this Quadratum is just not really real. But regardless, um, it has a more serious kind of real life tone to it. Uh, it's actually based on a real place in in Japan. I think it was like not Shibuya, but um. Was it Shinjuku or something like that? I don't know, but it's based like in a real. Yeah, people doxed them already. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Wait, 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 like, whoa, 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 uh, Macho, is it is it just me or how how good does Walt sound right now? Yeah, I was about to ask, like, what's going on there? <laughs> what's up? Like, you, you, it sounds like you're literally like right next to me, man. This is weird. Oh, this I've always sounded like this. Whoa, whoa, what's going on, dude? <laughs> yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I, yeah, a little bit. I changed mics. <laughs> okay, gotcha. This will be my official mic from here on out. Jesus Christ. Wow, man. damn. Wow, look at that clarity. Right? Yes, sir. Bougie-ass mic right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, I hear some clarity in your voice. Jesus Christ, it's right, kind of crazy. This is, this is what Walt sounded like the whole time? Oh, my God. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but please, please continue. Please continue. Continue much. Right, so... So yeah, so um, we're getting like a more like a kind of realistic vibe here, and obviously a lot of people are are pointing to Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen. So our no, our boy Nomura is finally getting his his revenge here. He's finally gonna be able to tell at least partly uh partly of the story he wanted with Versus Thirteen, have that whole realistic fashion to it. But um, man, this trailer just got how, me going, how man. Do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about that? Because I I know like obviously for me as, as someone looking like on the outside looking in, like that was my favorite part about this this entire announcement was the the memes that it, that came out of this of Asora <laughs> being in the in the real world. Oh no! Like <laughs> this this really he has is real shoes. <laughs> and that and it's like oh man, dude, Sora really is in hell. He has to go to the DMV and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has to go to McDonald's and to go to his worst. <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, people were like, oh, man, dude, I can't wait to go to the to the, to the the DMV world at Kingdom Hearts 4 or something like that. Dude, right? I, saw, I saw someone that legit was uh, pointing out one of the stores in, on the, where, where he is. I don't know where the location is. Uh, and mentioned that there's a barber shop that they go to every, like, month or whatever. And, like, it was, like, picture to picture perfect like how they recreated this whole area it's amazing yeah it's it's really trippy how they did that but um because i think the the same theater where they're hosting this event is where they shot like the it's in the beginning of kingdom Hearts 4 those are the first shots in in the trailer so people were like wait that's outside <laughs> like, wait a minute sora are you there <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah apparently sora's in this very lavish apartment and in, in, in building so this guy's rolling high already i don't think he's wearing a mcdonald's anymore <laughs> he's probably ceo <laughs> of square enix in this world or something <laughs> oh, but, oh man but regardless uh yeah so um it, it's gonna have that whole tone i think it's i think it's cool because uh it's following the kingdom hearts trend of when sora goes to this world that's not really um, following his sort of rules or his like that doesn't really follow like his uh, normal traditions of how he looks, he's gonna change. So like in Pride Lands, he changed to an actual lion, and Little Mermaid, he actually t- turns into a merman. So like in Quadratum, he's actually gonna have more of this 
really decked out look like my guy's looking fresh like mm-hmm. he got the cool hoodie on he got, he got the, the fit nice he, he got the fit that's the thing that's the thing with kingdom hearts fans too is every time there's a new kingdom hearts game they're always looking all right where's the drip how, how, how are the characters looking yeah. <laughs> how are they looking these new they, these they new, go all out they, they go final fantasy on us like with the drip yeah yeah dude it's so so sora and kingdom hearts 4 is, is he's looking nice but um that is definitely the quadratum look where it's more realistic, but it would be absolutely hilarious if Donald Duck comes in looking like a duck. <laughs> oh, or Goofy comes in looking like a dog or something. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. But I, I think it's really cool. It's it's not a it's not a set in stone art style to to your to your question, Soul. But it's more of just uh, following the kind of the rules and apparently Sora's gonna be in this world for quite a bit of time before mm-hmm. his friends actually come in try to help him out so we're, we're definitely gonna get like the the kingdom hearts characters in there but whether the disney characters are gonna be in that i have no idea now macho to that point yeah uh because two things we see fire go from blue to red and notably there's a one god that does that right. so and in hate, disney world you mean yes yes uh mm-hmm. and we see that with donald duck and goofy um uh, uh, I saw theories being thrown around that they're looking for Auron for some reason. Uh, yeah, that was that was me. I definitely was a, one of those that came out there. So that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and second, do you think we will see anything Star Wars or Marvel related? So twofold question. So in terms of um, that one, mm-hmm. uh, it, it proves the fact that Sora is actually dead. So that's the reason. One of the reasons why. Oh man. <laughs> Donald and Goofy are going to uh, Hades because who else knows about dead souls and where they where they go to and all that stuff better than Hades. But and on on the other end of the spectrum, why I bring up Orin is who was the other one that sort of died and was able to still have some form of living to help Hades on his journey. (laughs) Jesus, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He died and came back on the third day. Well, <laughs> the other one is Orin. So, oh, okay. Um, so that's why I think that Orin may have, may come back too because he could be a really good um, asset to, um, to that journey for Donald and Goofy. So, mm. but regardless, um, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why they, they think that they you know, Hayes will have a big role in this one, as, at least in the first part of the game. Okay. But to why, um, to your other point though, um. Which was what again? Will was will we see anything Star Wars or Marvel related? So that okay. So to that one, um, I think if we really want to play on guesses and wants and hopes, I I think mm. we have a more of a chance of a Star Wars than a Marvel property coming in. Okay. And the reason what, why? What I do you think, want? I personally, I want more Star Wars. Okay, gotcha. Continue. And and the reason why is because uh, Marvel we're delving more into. The superhero factor to, of it and i don't know if i'm really like particularly excited about that like if it happens cool i want to see where it goes with that but to establish like a marvel world would be pretty complicated because then you're talking about all these characters that may or may not be in it right you mm-hmm. if you're talking about like a marvel world then you're talking about earth then you're talking right. about spider-man captain you know the avengers like wakanda mm-hmm. like you're talking about all of that so yeah. you know how how do you pick and choose it'd be very tough makes but sense this, makes sense but with the Star Wars world, is a lot more focused, in my opinion, especially if you focus on a specific era. Um, Ooh, the Death Star, maybe? Dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, Macho, a lightsaber keyblade. 
That's oh, what everybody's been saying. Yeah, dude. that's what everybody's been saying. And the thing is, I've been theorizing with one of my friends too on how that could actually work out because um, the thing is about with at least with Riku in, in general, he and his character arc, he had, to, he had to deal a lot with his own darkness and overcoming that. And it took multiple games for him to really kind of come to terms with and accept and as well as um, hinder, not hinder, but uh, to really channel into himself his, his, own, his own strengths. I was like, dude, what if he can, what if he meets Anakin before Revenge of the Sith? And he's trying to help him out with like the darkness that like Anakin's really harboring this entire time, including killing like, you know, the entire camp and and, and, um, Attack of the Clones and then what happens to Revenge of the Sith. Like what if Riku's trying to help him, trying to channel his darkness, but he can't. Like it's the inevitability. It's the it's the fate part of Star Wars where Anakin's always going to become Darth Vader. So that's a failure that Riku has to deal with again. You know, like Damn. that'll be super traumatic for him. Well, so, we gotta do our boy Riku like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Is, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's where like I could see Star Wars being a really cool part of it. Where like there's certain True. characters that could play into it. Where like you have Luke meet Sora, um, where both are hopeful individuals that just want to see the best in everything and really going the hero route but you know eventually they come across some tough roads there yeah. so and it could, and it maybe could be some really cool stuff and he'll have his own scene of my name is sora skywalker and then it will go okay buddy <laughs> no please no <laughs> please no what's your name it's sora sora what yeah he looks into the moon and he'll go Sora Skywalker. And <laughs> no, then you'll please, see no. you'll see Luke punch him in the face. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> please no. You know that's that's what makes Kingdom Hearts 4 so interesting too because we have a logo change at the end, right? It's not that mm. really uh fancy kind of uh logo we've seen before where this is actually the start of a new arc and that's why I'm super excited for this because yeah. even my fiance was like, "But you didn't really like the third one and you're kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. So why are you really excited for Kingdom Hearts Four? And the reason why is because it's going to be a fresh new take on the mm. series. Like this is for the first time in a long time. I have no idea where it's going to go. That's good. And and it's it's not because of like story clues from the mobile games. Where like I'm following along gradually, and I'm getting more and more excited for like characters that can pop up and who's going to be what and where we're going to be. But regardless, it's not like the not like with Kingdom Hearts three, where like I had an idea of like where this is going and where it's all gonna really jump to. And really, my main my main uh, painstaking point with Kingdom Hearts three is the fact that I really didn't like how it ended. Um, I felt really unfulfilled by that ending. So, right. Um, but with Kingdom Hearts four, it's a fresh new take. We're getting new looks on characters, a whole new world, and um, overall, I'm just really excited for it and uh, what I can really push forward and obviously the ties to like the versus 13 aspect to it having that kind of like that serious tone um so like a to, lot of the... to to that point really quickly uh like yeah. it, it feels like maybe this entry more so than than others especially kingdom hearts 3 in comparison that this one feels like everyone is starting off like on the on on the same foot like this is a clean slate for for everyone like maybe you don't mm. have to be uh, you, you haven't necessarily needed to play the other games to enjoy this one if this is truly like a, a clean slate, a new era. I would hope so. I would hope so, but the thing is, I, my hopes are not that that wild for that because yeah. um, there is still a lot of nuggets from the mobile games All right. that are being that are influencing what Kingdom Hearts 4 is, especially with certain characters. Like the one girl with the orange hair, mm-hmm. Strelitzia. She what? had a she Strelicia, she had a big 
character. She's she's one of the biggest characters in the mobile games, and um, <clears throat> the reason why is because spoiler alert, she gets killed off early on. But um, she has a lot of ties to like um, to one other character that uh, there's some hints and nods in the trailer. But I'm, I'm, I don't think it's gonna be a complete clean slate. But the thing is, to that point though, I think it's gonna be a a, a nice refresh that I've been wanting from the series for a little bit of time. Gotcha. So, um, with that said, um, yeah, so the, the trailer kicked off with, like, some gameplay in it, too. So, one of the things that actually that people were noting about was that the command system is back, but the thing is now we have a, what people translate as a as a um, build sort of command, so people are thinking you're going to have, like, a de- deconstruction and build sort of um, gameplay system with your Keyblade, and we saw Sora actually use his chain on his Keyblade to actually latch on different cars and um, to attack like the giant heartless that was there, or you know, which maybe a heartless. Um, yeah, it looks like his heartless, like his, um, like a like, like a like a more twisted demonic version of like his heartless, like it just yeah yeah like bigger. Because I remember there was a monster, a heartless like that that you fight on in one of the mainline games. Uh, yeah, you fight a couple of those. Yeah, but it's like huge. This one's like a building. <laughs> it's a building size. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what better way to kind of kick it off than, like, fighting it's, like, one of those giant Heartless and kind of showcasing, like, teasing, like, what this gameplay is going to be like. For sure. And we do, we, we are getting some Keyblade transformation, looks like, where he turns his, he has, like, a drill. It seems like he just throws that at the, at the enemy. But one of the biggest things, fellas, that makes me even more excited for this gameplay is the fact that reaction commands are back. And reaction commands are a famous iteration from Kingdom Hearts 2, that made boss fights and just any sort of cinematic instance so amazing. Like there's like some really epic moments in Kingdom Hearts 2 where you just you're just pressing triangle. But the thing is, um, it, it just it just unfolds into this really cool and anime-like uh, action sequence that just makes it so much fun. Um, oh yeah, that happened a lot with the members. Uh, with yeah, the... I was gonna say, well, if you can remember a couple of instances of Kingdom Hearts 2 where there's a bunch of bosses like you just had that option do you remember a couple or i i remember oh man i remember what bosses it was but i remember the 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 scenario and i know one of them was like a clashing literally like a clashing of weapons and like stepping back and like going back again and like stepping back it's very anime like it felt i i specific i i keep remembering this fight i think it just might be my favorite fight of the game but with with the one with marluxia like that specific yeah. fight the everything about it and the the moments of, of what what's it called chain what's it called chain chain the, of memories the, no no the the move where you do that where you do like the reaction reaction it's just reaction command but yeah but reaction I, command, I forgot yeah. what the name what the name is but yeah reaction command is yeah uh anything that pertain to uh organization 13 member and the reaction commands and like just man it's so I like it when Kingdom Hearts just goes full on anime. That's like one of my 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 favorite. Even the dialogue when they go very like dramatic theater, almost like um, like believe, and I'm like, yeah, believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's it's like the tales of Arise thing where like they shout yeah. their names all the time. Yeah, yeah, Sora. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> goofy. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the case in point, rash commands are back, and I think that's. That's a win in my book because yeah, like, it made boss fights so much more epic than they really were. Um, obviously, one of the notable ones for me is 
at the end when you're fighting Zenos and Kingdom Hearts 2 and Sora and Riku are just deflecting all the laser blasts that oh, he just completely yes. surrounds you with. So that, and you just have to press triangle and X at the same time to block with both of them. Like, it's, it's so hype, dude. You need to do it for like a full 30 seconds flat. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Everything is lighting up like around them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Kingdom Hearts 3 absolutely had that flair, um, at least after Remind and the data organization bosses. When they brought those back, they really went full stop. And I was like, oh, God, this is Kingdom Hearts 2 greatness right here. But. But yeah, so hopefully Kingdom Hearts 4 has a, that kind of that same flair to it with the reaction commands and just the boss fights too. I think that's one of the biggest parts about it. And uh, right. it's a and whole new story. So... Weapon? And there's cloaked members. Yeah, at the end. So um, so the the thing I was talking about before, with this is a new arc um, for Kingdom Hearts. This is the Lost Masters arc. So the previous one we just finished with Kingdom Hearts 3 was the Dark Seeker Saga. The Lost Masters arc follows what the mobile games have been really kind of pushing which is the master of masters um who is <clears throat> essentially kind of this master keyblade weirder wielder who we still don't know who he is we still don't know his full motivations but he really absolutely is playing the game and really picking his pawns and making sure they're in the right place and with that mobile game with the foretellers which is like these ancient keyblade wielders that will definitely have a um have a play on Kingdom Hearts 4. So that's where I'm saying before, so where like it is, feels like a refresh, but it's definitely not like a new start for people because there's definitely going to be some new new characters and characters coming up that we've seen before. Gotcha. Um, but um, mm. one of the new characters actually was narrating Kingdom Hearts Missing Link and Kingdom Hearts 4 is a new character that's actually just introduced into the mobile game. So again, that's where like the problem of the series comes in, where like a lot of the story is multi-platform and not a lot of people are going to play the mobile game i know yeah. i definitely won't so or at least most i won't play it as like hardcore as the well, platform games but just watch a video just to watch a like, yeah. youtube video on it yeah honestly just watch the gamers join you know recap analysis watch um what's his name i think everglow he actually has like a full-on like a timeline series for kingdom hearts if you just want to watch the youtube videos that you're getting the job done either way but for Kingdom Hearts 4, people are definitely going to need some form of refresh, I think, because uh, jumping in just blind will definitely make people a little more lost than normal. So, But, uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's Kingdom Hearts 4. I'm super excited for it. It's not going to come out for a long time, but regardless, it's here. And um, I think uh, just as long, as long as they do the characters right, actually do Kyrie right this time, then I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, that's Kingdom Hearts four. Uh, well, did you actually watch the trailer or? I did. So what? what did. What's your thoughts on? It? I know you're not a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, but we did touch on it with on the 20th anniversary discussion like a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, I am. An, uh, <laughs> uh, but I love. He's had it. to make that clear. He's had to make that clear. No, no, I'm not a because there's a distinction between a <laughs> fan not, and I'm a lover. I'm not a fan. I don't like this thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to how I feel about Persona, which I am a fan of Persona, I'm a lover of Kingdom Hearts. I love the, I do love the series. I think, I think it is very special. I do think that it's in that category of games where they, if a game makes me cry, like genuinely, it, it's, it's a good game for me. And I think Kingdom Hearts uh, is in that category. Uh, not all the titles because I haven't played all of them. I haven't touched the mobile. I haven't 